The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, the 19th of February. My name is CJ Baumgartner, going solo today. No Corey Tackman. He decided to take the day off, spend time with like his wife and kids and stuff like that. Come on. Missing a chance to do the sports desk on a Monday. A lot of stuff to talk about on the local sports scene, and we're going to recap a little bit of it from the wrestling perspective. The section team wrestling tournaments were held uh, on Friday across central Minnesota, and we have not just one, not just two, but three local teams who are going down to the state wrestling tournament staples motley won section 7a they got a win over holding ford staples motley was the two seed coming in and a very very good holding ford team one that had been unbeaten in section play staples motley ends up getting a win 32 to 25 in the state or in the section championship match and look the cardinals despite being the two seed in that section they're a top five ranked team in state, according to the guillotine. Um, when you look at their individual wrestlers, they have five state ranked wrestlers. Uh, Gage Birga is the number one wrestler at 107. Caden Kramers, number nine at 114. Eli Greenwald, number two at 121. Blake Nealon is number 10 at 145. And Colby Tappy is number one at 152. They boast a pretty deep team. They've I mean, they've rocked through most of their schedule throughout the season. Staples Motley Wrestling, of course, we already know is a good, uh, you know, good program history. And for them to be uh, uh, continuing their dominant season has been, you know, a very good sight for Cardinal fans all winter long. And they get that capped off by their team winning Section 7A, beating a good holding Ford team. And they're going to be going down to the state tournament. In Section 6A, that tournament was held on Friday night in Wadena, we had coverage of that at Hubbard Radio Wadena. Kyle Gelsine and Dan Lawson, once again, great job on the coverage for those two. They get to, uh, they got to uh, broadcast that tournament, and great job on them. They got to see a lot of good matches, including going down to the wire. Bertha Hewitt, Verndale, Parker's Prairie beating the top-seeded Osakis Silver Streaks to win Section 6A. Coach Bill Wagner and company are once again going to the state tournament. The Raiders came into the section ranked 12th in Class A with four wrestlers in the state ranks. Mason Hoffman uh, was ranked 10th at 107. Hudson Truax is ranked 8th at 104. Evan Jarris ranked number 9 at 139. And David Revering was the number 2 wrestler in the state at 160 coming into the week. And again, Berth Hewitt Verndale, Parker's Prairie, once again, going back to the state tournament, a good season for them. A United North Central repeats as the champions of Section 8A, another close matchup with a, uh, I, I think it's fair to call them a good rival, and Frey Z, and it was the Warriors who ended up coming out on top with a close 27-23 win in the section title match. They don't have any wrestlers ranked in the top 10 of state that I saw on the guillotine, but I think that goes to show you just the team that they have um, and being able to play a lot of team wrestling and everybody kind of rising to the occasion and doing their job. And congratulations to the Warriors. They're going back to the state tournament for the second year in a row and three local teams. I mean, wrestling in this area of the state is as strong as ever and three teams going down. It's going to make a, a work on our end hectic 
trying to cover as much of that as possible, but you know what? It's worth it. Cause that state wrestling tournament, such a big part of our broadcast, one of the most watched or listened to, I should say broadcasts of our season with the amount of kids that go down in the team wrestling and the individual and that individual wrestling tournament will happen uh, on Friday, Saturday, you know, depending on the section across central Minnesota. And there you go. That's been a, a more information and a full write-up is on our website, wadinaradio.com. We also shared it on the Facebook pages. You can get our little recap of the teams that made it to the state wrestling tournament. Seeding has not been announced. That will take place tomorrow, and we'll know who's playing who in the state wrestling tournament for teams. One other thing that we want to touch on is that you know, the post is not up on our website yet for this one. It is for the wrestling one. You can find that at WadenaRadio.com and the Superstation K106 app. This one I'm still working on, but I'll give you the sneak preview. A Detroit Lakes basketball player, his name is Mason Carrier. He got over 1,340 points to become the school's second all-time point scorer in boys' basketball. And for Detroit Lakes, obviously, like, well, what's the point of bringing up number two? I mean, it's a good honor, but it's not number one. Well, the reason is because the number two scorer in Detroit Lakes Laker basketball previously to Friday night was Adam Thielen, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, Minnesota State Mankato alum, current Carolina Panthers wide receiver. Yeah, he broke that guy's record. And Mason Carrier put a little post on social media on on uh, Sunday, or excuse me, on Friday, and he said, tonight, I had the honor to pass at Adam Thielen, he tagged him on Twitter, uh, in points to be placed second all time. And he said, thank you, Laker basketball, 1340 plus. Adam Thielen saw that, retweeted it, and Sunday morning at about 1040, he said, congrats, keep representing Laker Nation, which, you know, isn't like a huge roll out the red carpet shout out, but nonetheless, a cool gesture by Adam Thielen to be able to honor uh, that Detroit Lakes scorer. And that guy's got to be like on cloud nine right now, getting a shout out from Adam Thielen. And uh, man, I, I tell you, I mean, it's, I mean, getting 1340 points alone in your career, 1340 points is an achievement in itself. And that Adam Thielen shout out's a nice little feather in the cap. Uh, I got a little more information on all of that. That's going to be coming up shortly on our website with radio.com. I'm in the process of writing that up uh, right now. So let's uh, talk here on a mini morning sports desk again. We'll be a little bit shorter episode today because no Corey Tackman, no person to kind of go back and forth with on this. Um, But how about the Minnesota Timberwolves being represented well at the NBA All-Star Game? Carl Anthony Towns did not win the three-point competition. Anthony Edwards did not win the skills competition, but they also didn't win the All-Star Game either. Uh, I was like, 211 to 186 or something like that. I don't know. The all-star game is just crazy. Uh, There's a lot of people that got upset with Anthony Edwards over the all-star weekend for the skills competition because he did everything left-handed and he hit two three-pointers in the corner off the side of the backboard. It was embarrassing. Like if you're actually, if you're actually using as like a trying to win, but everybody knows Anthony Edwards, that guy is a world-class bull crapper everywhere. Like that guy, that guy's not doing it as a joke. He's doing it because he legit wants to try it. He's just going to keep working at it. And you could see it in warmups. There are videos of uh, him shooting threes left-handed. And Chris Finch, his head coach and head coach of his all-star team, was right there next to him. And he shot a three left-handed, turned, and they both kind of turned to each other at the same time. 
both with smirks on their face, both meaning different things. Anthony Edwards shot was like, see that? See that? I can do it in a game. Look at that. And Chris Finch turns and smirks and it's, I'm going to kill you. Like the, I love you, but I'm going to kill you if you do that again. Kind of a thing. It's a, it was pretty hilarious. A lot of people got upset at Anthony Edwards for not taking the skills competition seriously to which I'll say it's the skills competition. But I mean, really, if Anthony Edwards would have done it left-handed and won, or even at least been competent, that would have been insane. But you know what? It's fine. I didn't watch the dunk competition. I didn't watch the skills competition. I didn't even watch the all-star game. I didn't watch Steph and Sabrina uh, do the three-point contest. I don't know. I was busy on Saturday and I'll be honest outside of major league baseball's all-star game, which I will contend still is the only all-star game worth watching because players cannot, you can airmail, you can kind of phone in a performance at the pro bowl. It's flight football game. You can phone in the performance at the NBA all-star game. Nobody's going hundred percent in that. Uh, you can phone in a performance uh, at the NHL all-star game. You cannot phone in a performance of major league baseball. Pitchers cannot, uh, you just, you're not going to take pitches off hitters. I mean, I guess you could just not do anything in the at bat, but like outside of that, people are typically trying. And because everybody's going full speed, a hitter facing a pitcher, pitcher facing a hitter wants to kind of do some stuff. It's the mind games. It's the chess match of like, I want to see how this guy throws me this pitch. So that way in a real game, I can see it and whatever. This is my baseball nerd brain saying, I like baseball. Anyway, uh, those are your all-star game highlights. And one last thing that we'll wrap up the sports desk with, because the Minnesota Timberwolves are now off until Friday, they will play Milwaukee at the target center and they start the all-star break off with a seven game homestand. So thank you, big 10 tournament and Minnesota state high school league basketball championships. Anyway, um, we'll wrap up the sports desk with this. Speaking of uh state tournament, it's going to be held at the barn. A lot of it will because of the because of the Big Ten tournament being there, and the Minnesota Golden Gophers have a chance to, I'm not going to say make noise in the Big Ten tournament, but where this team has come from where they were a year ago, two years ago especially, is a much different spot. Uh, the development of this Golden Gopher team under head coach Ben Johnson is coming. They have 16 wins right now. They haven't had 16 wins in like four or five years. This, is, this has been the best the program has done in a long time. It doesn't feel like it because, I don't know, they've just been bad for so long. You don't want to buy into the hype. But every year the last few years, the Gophers would get a good non-conference schedule and they'd fade away immediately once the regular, uh, once the Big Ten season kicked into gear. But this year they've, they're not. They are playing much better. Uh, and they have a seven and seven mark in the conference. They're 17 and nine, excuse me, overall. And there's about eight or seven games left to go in the season. 20 wins is about that golden number to get into the NCAA tournament. 19 wins going into the conference tournament is like a perfect position to be in. The Gophers have six games left on the schedule and they are seven and they have 17 wins. They have games against Ohio State, who just beat number two, Purdue. That's a good team, but you play them at the barn. You beat a Nebraska team that also beat uh, Wisconsin. That That's a team that's feisty. They can do some stuff there. You have Illinois, who's ranked 14th in the country. You got to go on the road to those guys. 
You have Penn State hosting them. That should be a win. You have Indiana. That's going to be a tough one. And Northwestern on the road. So the Gophers, can they peel off three wins? Ohio State, Illinois, Indiana are going to be tough. Nebraska is not easy. But I think if you can beat Nebraska, beat Penn State, beat Northwestern, at least go two and three against Nebraska, Penn State, Northwestern, win the first game at the very least of the Big Ten tournament, you're a 20-win team in the Big Ten. You're getting into the NCAA tournament. So the Gophers... I mean, at first I was like, oh, they could be an NIT team. And if they fall off in these last six games, that's where they'll go. But this is a team that can do some stuff. They are a team that, as I mean, Elijah Hawkins as a point guard, it's been, he's a feisty might be the right word. I don't know what the right word is for him, but he has been solid for them. He's not always lighting up the score sheet, but just having a capable guy, a point guard has been huge. Um, and his defensive presence has been good. Um, you look at, uh, Cam Christie, who his brother plays for the Lakers, but he's been a great three-point shooter. He's a young player, but he's made his impacts, especially on the offensive end when he's hot. He's a good three-point shooter. Um, you look at Brayden Carrington, who hasn't developed as much, but has been a nice player for the Golden Gophers. Dawson Garcia, that transfer from U- uh, North Carolina, you know, moved back to be closer to the Twin Cities. And he's been a nice player at a great defensive game last night against Rutgers. Rutgers won four games in a row. They were rolling and the Gophers came in and stopped them with a dominant second half. The barn is becoming life again. Like there's life in the barn again. There's a lot of stuff happening. I will say Williams Arena, when it's rocking, it's a fun atmosphere. And it's getting to be like that again. And Pharrell Payne, again, Pharrell Payne, Braden Carrington, Dawson Garcia, all kids from the Twin Cities. All kids that Ben Johnson has gotten to come back to Minnesota or stay at Minnesota. And they've all had their contributions, but Pharrell Payne is becoming a dominant big man down low. Him last year, he got a lot early playing time, was not ready for it yet. And me and Corey have talked about this off the air all the time about how those young guys, they don't look ready. And are they actually Big Ten basketball players? Pharrell Payne has developed into a Big Ten basketball player. That dude had 21 points, 11 rebounds yesterday, a physical presence down low. He was making hustle plays in the post on defense, helping, switching, doing everything. And they're a good team. They're not a great team. They have flaws. They're a little streaky beyond the arc. They don't play two complete halves of basketball, but they're a good team. And they're a team that can get into the NCAA tournament. And for year three under coach Ben Johnson, this was much needed for confidence in the program. Well, Ben Johnson, he's not a great coach like X's and O's yet. That still is remains to be seen, but his ability to recruit is what got him the head coaching job for the Gophers. And he's used it to keep the twin cities kids home, at least those ones. And he's used the transfer portal very, very well. Dawson Garcia was a transfer portal pickup. You have, uh, Elijah Hawkins, who is a transfer portal pickup. A couple other guys you got from the portal, and they've helped out your team tremendously. They've came from places like Howard and Pepperdine. These weren't big five-star recruits that you got to come over and switch. These are under-the-radar guys you picked and developed and got here, and that in its own is worth talking about. So overall, uh, I've spent a lot of time talking about the Gophers. We don't typically do that on the sports desk, but Man, when they're rolling, I love it when Gopher basketball is good, and they're good, and they're worth talking about, so that's fun to see. All right, this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, the 19th of February. The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and wadinaradio.com.